things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week 11 of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And yay! No. Packers lose to the Titans 17 to 27 in a game that they had so many chances to win. So many chances at different points where it just never felt like we took the opportunity. Couldn't get the run game going. Rodgers missing not just deep throws like we've seen this season, but medium range throws by a good margin. Yes, like 10 yards. Yeah, and just frustrating. Um, yeah, Packers fall to the Titans 17 to 27 at Lambeau, moving to four and seven. And we discussed our playoff odds last week. I looked it up before the recording. We are currently at 5% odds to make the playoffs (laughs) and we will, and that's not just us winning out. We need certain teams to lose as well. (laughs) That's not where you want to be at week 11. Uh, and the only reason why we're still in it is because we've got 17 games this year. If it was 16, it would be like less than 1%. And also the, the NFC is very top heavy. You have some teams doing really well, but then a lot of teams with, you know, not great records in an extra playoff spot. So that's why we still have a chance. But yeah, I, I don't know. Technically we have a chance, but you, I can't see this team turning it around to the point of making a run or being a contender with the way they, they are week to week. No, we've, we've lost six of our last seven games. I think that says <laughs> a lot about our team. The Packers, um, I mean, it was so bad that the fans in Lambeau were booing Aaron Rodgers as he was leaving 24 of 39 for 227 yards and two touchdowns for Aaron. And, the the fans were booing. Because they even booed him into halftime. It's, but it's. I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, I, if it's his thumb, okay. But some of the decision making just doesn't make sense. I, I, you, I, yeah, I agree. Um, especially under pressure or even like hints of pressure, it seems like he's just kind of panicking, which is not like him. Um. Did you see the rumors this week that he met with a Make-A-Wish child and ended up telling the child who asked about his thumb that it was broken? And then like people overheard that and leaked it out that the thumb's actually broken. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. Which I have wondered because he, it hasn't seemed to get better for how long now? Week six, I think, is when it happened, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, but... But see, here's the thing, I, and I said this to your mom, my wife. Um, like when they go in the huddle, and they mm-hmm. and they call the play, and then they clap hands. They go, you know, 
he he he's not being careful. So if it was a broken thumb, really, I thought I noticed him like avoiding his thumb when he was clapping. Mm, I I I just don't feel like it's. Especially, and I've broken many, many, too many bones. Many thumbs. Uh, um, I broke my thumb once. Um, but, you know, after like th- three weeks, and this is just me going to, you know, Doctors R Us when I was mm-hmm. a kid. My parents weren't going to pay much of anything. Um, I mean, you really start to feel it. It's starting to depending on the break i know it's different but i i i know the, the the reason why i'm questioning that excuse is because he's making bad decisions mhm yeah i mean even going back and looking at so it seemed like the game was over near the end and then we ended up getting another three and out um titans helped us out gave us the ball back we had a chance we have a few bad plays, but we get, um, you know, to fourth down and he throws it to Lazard, who ends up pretty much stopping his route for some reason and overthrowing him. But when you go back and look at the replay, he had two guys wide open. Another mm-hmm. receiver looked like he was about to get open. And he he just seems so z- zeroed in on what he wants to make happen. He's not like reading um, you know, scanning, looking for who's open like he has in the past and just does not seem like the same Rogers. I would agree. I would agree. And um, and earlier in the season, I, I looked at it and I said that um, the receivers just aren't getting any separation. But they are now. Mm-hmm. And he's not throwing them. And, and like he... He came out at the end of the game and said, yeah, I missed a couple of throws. It's like, no, you didn't. I mean, you missed a lot of throws. There was a lot there that you you, you didn't hit. Earlier in the game, had another deep throw on fourth and short for some reason. I don't know why he can't just take the first down. Oh, I, I called that out to your mom <laughs> as we're watching the game. I go, okay, this is going to drive Sean nuts because I know he's not going to try and get the more. first down. <laughs> Nothing frustrates me more than him <laughs> seeing every gotta have it in short and throwing it deep because you know maybe they won't expect this or i don't know what his <laughs> thinking does is it every time <laughs> it's so frustrating <laughs> but you know okay. we, we gotta be able to sustain drives and keep it going and that's exactly what the titans were doing they had some crazy long drives in this mm-hmm. game especially the first half they had you know twice the time of possession as us and we could make some plays we did derrick henry's a great running back having a huge year. We held him to 3.1 yard average on mm-hmm. the day. We got some good stops, but it just felt like we could never stop them on third down, whether well, against they, the run or the pass. And our defense, I can't blame our defense at all because they were on the field so mm-hmm. much. I mean, they're going to break down. They were playing. You had to play the run. I blame the defensive calls. I think that you know when you the got a zone three in the in our quarterbacks are 10 12 yards back it makes no freaking sense I don't get it but all right so kind of the same uh, thing with Rodgers throwing it long on the short got to have it's where it's like Joe Barry with the defense he's like maybe soft zone playing 10 yards off will work this week <laughs> well he did I think Rodgers did have one it was like fourth and two and he did get a touchdown off of it but mm-hmm. uh, 
Anyway, 24 for 39, 227 yards, two touchdown passes, and a lot of booze. I wonder if there was a bit of a hangover from the Dallas game. Um, Short recovery time. Yeah, it's it, it was it was a it was a huge win, and um, it just I, I just I don't know. It, it, this team is really hard to figure out. I don't even it is I don't even think out. the team knows what they are. No, it just doesn't feel cohesive. You know, the team mm-hmm. itself doesn't feel like they have it all together. Um, we did Ryan Tannehill's had kind of an up and down year dealing with some injuries as well, but we made him look good today. 22 of 27, 333 yards, two touchdowns, but a beautiful, like really cool interception by Razul Douglas, where it looked like, um, do you remember that interception? I do. Where it looked like, you know, they had the post route going downfield and Razul Douglas on the replay, it looks like he just ended his defensive coverage. He, He figured out what they were trying to do, broke off his coverage and undercut the pass, like ran downfield to undercut the pass and got the interceptions. Like that might be mm-hmm. one of the better defensive plays of our season right there. I would say that, you know, that, that yeah, was I was nice really one. fired up after that. Mm-hmm. This game was really hard. It was like, then we went three and out. A carrot on the stick. <laughs> you know, it's like, you go, okay, we're almost there. Okay. We're almost there. Okay. You know, we mm-hmm. go into the fourth quarter. We're only three points behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, we can do this. Th- this team is not that good. But we just, there was too many mistakes. We, all three facets, offense, defense, and special teams, we sucked. We had another field goal blocked. It, it's a, it, our, it, we got rid of Amari Rogers. We didn't fumble any kicks, but we didn't really. Anyway. I mean, some of our returns did look like they had potential, you know, making guys miss, things like that with Keyshawn Nixon and the fact that we had him available all year to be able to do this is so frustrating. We've struggled how many times, maybe lost games because of game changing. You know, when you fumble a punt, you're not just giving the ball back. You're giving it to him like 60 yards further downfield from where they were. You know, how many games did we lose because of that? Or um, the fact that we have guys that could do it well, why were we? It's just frustrating. Seems like we, we've in. waited so we just have not adapted or have waited too long to adapt to things this year mm-hmm. on all levels. Like the soft coverage from Joe Barry. We, we played more man coverage up on the line one game, looked good, and then went mm-hmm. back to what wasn't working. Right. I I I I don't know. This is you know, back in the day, I you know, I'm I'm old. Um, yeah, I've been watching the Packers since the 70s. Back in my day. Where's my teeth? Where's my teeth? I got to say something. Um, but I used to get so tired of the fans talking like they knew more than the coaches and what whoever, the general manager. Um, but I really think there's some there's some fans out there today because of the internet. I was going to say there's a lot more information. Smart. They didn't just get and, the column in the in the paper about what happened <laughs> they told what they're supposed to say yeah and they go to the they go to the locker room after the game this is what we're going to say and that's what you get now it's so much more and and you can you have so much more data and you can go to different websites different videos people are breaking down the line breaking down the coverage breaking down whatever um so i i 
I really feel like the fans are sometimes ahead of mm -hmm. the organization because the organizations run like a corporation and they are glacially slow. And they can kind of get tunnel vision as well, probably. Yep, exactly. I remember you telling me um, when ESPN first came out as a channel and uh, things like that, and you're like, a channel for sports all day, every day? How will that ever <laughs> succeed? <laughs> hey, when ESPN came out, they had turtle races. They had to fill time. You know, they, they yeah. would have, you know, that's, I think that, that helped you growing up in Wisconsin. They started having these lumberjack competitions that were on TV. They're cool, mm -hmm. but it's like that, that elevated that sport that that was actually turned some people into a livelihood. But That's you're right. It, it's it's like now, I mean, they they've hit the oversaturation point. Some of these places are really struggling to make it work because there's so many options for us. But they end up cannibalizing each other and then buying. But yeah, it, there's just a lot of people out there that I think it's easy to make decisions and comments when your neck isn't on the line, mm -hmm. but. We go back and forth on the the Packers don't have an owner, and I think sometimes that's a negative, but I think it's 65-35 that it's a positive because you don't have somebody that's reacting reacting. But I think sometimes you need somebody that says, "Okay, guys, this isn't going. We need to mm -hmm. step back here and figure this out." Where everybody just kind of does what they do. Yeah, and I I do think part of it. One of the positives as far as the no owner thing also is that there's no owner who can sit in his ivory tower, make decisions and know that there's no consequences outside of himself because we have a GM and then a president above him to kind of fulfill that owner role who can mm -hmm. be fired and replaced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So should we go over the the stats or we or just want yeah, to wrap we, it up? No, we can talk a little <laughs> rapid. <it up. laughs> All right. See you next week. Um, and just a quick go note, Pat, we are go. recording this Saturday the 19th because of the yeah, Thursday night game. We don't record on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So we'll get this one out um, probably tomorrow, I would guess, Sunday. Oh, we'll you're see. telling me? Okay. No, I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but sure. going back to the game here, I knew this would be a really tough game as far as running the ball. Mm -hmm. We, I'd say, you know, we, we talk about the energy on the team and difficulties with motivation all year long, but Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are two running backs. I think are the two we haven't had to worry about all season. They seem like they want to win. They want to do the mm -hmm. best they can every week, but I knew it'd be a tough game for them because the Titans have one of the best defensive lines in the league, especially against the run. Mm -hmm. um, and we had Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 40 yards, 3.3 yard average. And Dylan, six carries for 13 yards, a 2.2 carry average. Just could not get anything going. He Only had a couple a, runs AJ, that looked good. AJ had one run where he, he really pushed the line. He was able to make a first down. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was that was it. It was Yeah. We had one really nice um talk about a positive here. Really nice play that I, I enjoyed where it was both Jones and Dylan on the field. You know, I enjoy when they do that. Um, 
and then faked it to Dylan up the gut, tossed it out to Jones, who had DeGuara, the tight end, loop around as a lead block. And we got a nice play out of that one. I thought that was a really nice uh, scheme on that play. And I like seeing them both out there. It's funny that LaFleur has said all season that he thinks there's a lot of potential having them both on the field, but he has to limit how much they do it because if one of them gets injured, that kind of blows up a lot of the team because we only have two running backs. Well, then why are we one of the only teams in the league with two running backs? And they just kicked one that out. Is, that is uh, up week. to us. <laughs> you know, Who we can it make that they decision. just kicked out? You, Malik Taylor? Yeah, I mean, LaFleur was... um. Like he never talks bad about players. Yeah, he did. And, talk and he bad was about him. pretty vocal about this guy saying that he didn't buy into the Packer way. It's a it's a um, a gift to be a Packer. You got to And and uh, apparently this guy was very vocal. And then he went on social mm-hmm. media and was talking. And so they kicked him to the curb. But I had heard Rogers earlier in the season make some kind of comments about Malik Taylor as well and his work ethic and needing to understand that practice is important and things like that. How so. about you were talking about good plays? How about that play with uh, uh, Henry where he threw the pass for, for a touchdown? I mean, that if, was they were, good if they were playing any other team, that would have been a really fun play to watch. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that is such a great scheme. Um, Derrick Henry is a beast. And when you have everyone up on the line like that, you know, as a defense, we have to sell out to try to stop. Absolutely. Yep. And not only do you not do play action, you actually give it to Henry, let him go into the line to suck in the whole defense and then jump up and toss it up to the tight end. It was so. a great play. It was a great play. I I, I I, just, I paused the TV and I looked at your mom, my wife, <laughs> and said, um, man, that was a great call and it was a great play. They did it textbook. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a great play. I, I was a little confused before we started the show here when I was looking at the stats. It says Derrick Henry has two completions, two passes for completions on the day. When when was the other time he passed it? I don't recall that. Uh, Me neither. Maybe it was a forward lateral at some point that got counted as a pass. I don't know. I don't recall a second one either. Yeah, no, it, I it, you can't trust it's ESPN. You can't trust them. Can't trust them. They're run by the NFL. Mm-hmm. The, there was I mean, there was some things to be happy about in our offense, though. You know, we talked about some of the fun schemes in the run game with the two guys on the field. We had Christian Watson had one carry for three yards on a jet sweep, but they had some interesting ones where, you know, LaFleur has done the jet sweep with receivers pretty much the whole time he's been the coach there. He likes that mm-hmm. play. He likes to mm-hmm. get the defense going one way and run the other way. But one thing I've seen more and more this season is, and they did it with Watson, they run towards the sweep and let the Watson doing the sweep become the in-motion lead blocker. So he's like out in front blocking and they get an extra body in the block. I -hmm. thought that was interesting too. That was kind of fun to see. And with them selling out so much to stop the run, you'd think that opens up some passing stuff and it did we had receivers open on multiple plays we had opportunities all over the field and so it's so frustrating that we couldn't capitalize in so many moments 
that's that goes back to what we said in the beginning is that we had many opportunities to win this game but we beat ourselves um mm. rushing wise we had 56 yards with Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon and Christian Watson uh 56 yards 19, 19 carries yeah that's that's like why why did we that's what made it work with Dallas and we gave up on this and it was a close game i get it sometimes where the coach is looking at we're so far behind we can't we got to we got to pass we mm-hmm. got to we got to catch up we weren't behind that far yeah they are a tough defensive line though uh uh-huh. And what a frustrating way to end the game where we, we have another chance. It gets to fourth and one. Gotta have it. Keep the season alive. And we run it up the gut. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Is it Dylan Cole on their defensive line? Their best run defender on a good run defense. And we run it right at him. It gets stuffed on fourth and one. And that's how it ends. It's like, I don't know. We were so creative all game. And to just quickly call that, run it. It, it felt rushed. It felt not thought out and a very kind of disappointing way to end the game. Well, you're not going to get an argument from me. It was, <laughs> it was just, man, it's, this is a tough year and there's a lot going on here. I don't think mm-hmm. it's just one or two things. I think there's a lot going on. I agree. Issues. Watson. Christian Watson, after you know having a few games under his belt now after injury, talking about another silver lining, continues to look better and better and like kind of figure out what's going on. He had another two touchdowns this game. Um, he the short and intermediary routes and things that a receiver has to do. It seems like he's really kind of figuring that out in the game mm-hmm. and making it work. So that was fun to see. Uh, there was a couple times he was lined up. So Cobb was back in this game from injury. He was lined mm-hmm. up next to Cobb before the play. Did you notice the size difference with them next to each other before the snap? There's a couple not. times where I was watching him. It's like he brought his nephew out there to play next to him. Just <laughs> <laughs> crazy. But um, Watson went from zero touchdowns throughout the season to five in the last span of like six days with the Mm -hmm. Thursday night game um, and the Sunday one before it, he went from zero touchdowns to now leading the league in touchdowns by rookie receivers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, and Rogers is definitely targeting. I mean, he's, he's looking for him. Um, That one play where they, they caught the, um, the Titans uh, with too many men on the field, so he had a free play, and the te- the catch that Watson had in the in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was that was nice. That that was crazy cool. Uh, what Max McGee was the last rookie receiver, um, and to do what Watson has done. It's been that mm-hmm. long. It's back in the sixties. Um. It's it's just amazing. Max McGee was a receiver that um, fell kind of out of the grace of Lombardi when they went to the Super Bowl. So he was like second string or something. And so this is back when the Super Bowl was just like, okay, they want us to play another game. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't nearly what it is now. So he went out and just got all tuned up the night before, and he was still tuned up when he went to the locker room. He didn't even go to bed. And finds out that the starting receiver is injured and he can't start so he's in there and he ends up having a great game in the Super Bowl while he was hung over and probably drinking while he was playing to keep little hair he became a Packer legend <laughs> he did and to to put a final note on it that's really depressing he's living in Minnesota <laughs> and climbed his roof to clean out the gutters and fell off and died Oh, wow, you really did end it on a depressing note. <laughs> I told you. I, I gave you a heads up. Yeah. Well, I loved listening bummer, but... to him on the radio. <laughs> he was it, he was just so, so fun. He was like Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre is just a, a legend as far as doing the Brewer games. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm going off the, the rails. Nothing here. makes you more of a legend in Wisconsin than doing something great for the Packers than doing it while drunk. <laughs> that's how to really win over Wisconsin fans <laughs> you know what that should be a t-shirt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you hear about the offensive coordinator for the Titans got home from I the did. game and got a DUI yeah that was crazy he had to be because the NFL bans drinking, drinking on the plane and there, on the there's plane already or the bus what team is going through that issue right now where they had videos of players drinking. Uh, it's not the Raiders, is it? I think it's the Raiders. Is it? I think so. You know, and then you got Kansas City where Andy Reid's son uh, two years ago got drunk and ran into a car that really messed up a, a little girl. Hmm. Um so yeah, this is something that the NFL is probably going to want to really clamp down on. Yeah, and that one, the one in, in Andy Reid's son, they they proved that he was drinking at the facility because he okay. didn't go anywhere. He was there the whole time. Well, that's kind he, of the thing with the Titans' offensive coordinator. He's on his yeah. way home from getting off the plane. It's like, where he did he stop at the airport bar after getting off the plane? Probably not. <laughs> no, because they all go together. They 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 fly. Oh, and in. it's a they, private jet, so you're not like going into yeah, the terminal. And then, either. And then yeah. they go. They all go to the facility where their vehicles are, mm-hmm. and then they go home. And so it, it's it's there's no way they can they can fake this. It's weird that so many stories around that are coming up at once. But that seems to be how it goes a lot of the time. Yeah, it's it, it, that's exactly Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the movie as soon producer. As one person or two people start coming out saying, "Yeah, he did that to me." All of a sudden, it's just got like 20 people that are, "Me too, me too," or Bill Cosby, or Deshaun Watson, going back to football. <laughs> I want a deep tissue massage. Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> the the number of cover-ups behind that with the teams and things uh, like that. And also just, I don't know, what a weirdo. Like you're, you're a superstar in the NFL, you're rich, you can do it in a different way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, if you ever want to really look up at things that are messed up with rich people, look up at... Uh... <laughs> I think it's uh, not hard to do. Um, yeah, uh, from Walmart, the Harris. Um, I can't remember her first name, but um, she's killed people 
driving drunk and he's just never been convicted or spent time behind bars. But just got so much money. Rules for me, but not for thee. Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers, 300 yards, used to be normal. Now, he just threw 227 yards in our loss. And now we're 16 consecutive games from Aaron without reaching 300 passing yards. Hmm. Hmm. Last 300-yard game with Aaron was uh, last year, week 13 against the Bears. That's crazy. And he he just he does not look good this year against pressure at all. Mm-mm. Like in this game, he was three for ten on passes when he was under pressure, um, and for only twenty nine yards of completion. And not not saying he didn't make mistakes when he had a clean pocket either. So not a great game overall. We we did see. Some nice, you know, it was nice to see some per- use of the defense. You can't hard to blame some of the players because they did have some good performances. Chris Barnes and Quay Walker um, at linebacker had some really nice plays. I agree in this game and just running around sideline to sideline. Uh, Barnes had four stops, two against the run, and a sack on a scramble play by Tannehill. And then um, Walker led the team with five total stops, four stops against the run, and was credited with the combined sack with Smith. And Preston Smith also had a nice game. Who mm-hmm. had two sacks, both on third down. He really had it. I, I think that he did I mean, stuff he was doing. It doesn't get the stats. Mm-hmm. He was stuff in the middle. Um Something like Clark. Uh, whatever happened to Clark? He just isn't there this year. No, um, not as much. I don't know if he's injured or or, or they just double team him so much because they know, you know, how big of a stud he is. Probably really hurts him and the other players to not have Rashawn Gary now because Gary was such a beast and so mm. physical. Um, you could really see that this game that we were missing him, especially on those third downs where we just could not get the Titans off the field. Um. One other highlight on defense that I think is worthy to mention is Kingsley Inigbari, who I did not really have any knowledge of or expectations going into the season, has continued to look good. He's had some mediocre games, but more often than not, he looks good out there. He led the team with three pressures, had two stops against the run. And I'm excited about our linebackers going into next year. (laughs) (laughs) You give it up. (laughs) I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see us making the playoffs at this point. And if we do, I don't see us making like being a contender. It's, I mean, we have to win out if we don't win against the Eagles. And we have some (laughs) tough games. Yeah. We Eagles in prime time, Sunday night coming up. Mm -hmm. If we don't beat the Eagles, it's over. We don't beat the Eagles. Do you put Rodgers on IR with his thumb? See what love can do? Will Rodgers let you? I don't know (laughs) what, uh, because, you know, you got more than this year factoring into it. Uh, Are you going to, is he coming back? I was going to ask you that as well. You have to do the same thing what you did with Favre. It's like, are you going to come back? Mm-hmm. We got to ask it. Are you going to be back? And he has the big time contract he got before this year, so. Yep. Do you trade him? Because we've seen that. Like, it, you used to never be able to trade 
big contract quarterbacks um, in the league, but that's not really a thing anymore. You see quarterbacks move around. Tom Brady go to the Bucks, um, Peyton Manning, things like that, Russell Wilson. So these big contracts, they are willing to move to other move them to other teams now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could see someone take Rodgers. We talked just last week about, you know, it would be weirdly reflective of Favre's ending, but I could see the Jets going for Rodgers. They have a good team, great defense, and just need a solid quarterback. So that would be ironic to have Rodgers go to the Jets. Yeah. But so let's say you are the GM. Are you trying to trade Rodgers if you can? I got to know what his thought process is. If if he's, I I I totally believe he's being affected by this thumb, mm-hmm. um, and it's just Aaron creates a lot of drama. The way Aaron does, mm-hmm. Brett Favre created a lot of drama that Brett Favre does. But when you're talking about where's their mindset. And where are they physically? And if you ask them and say, what are you thinking? And they're like, uh, say, no, I need more than, uh, mm-hmm. um, cool. if, if you get to that point where it's like, we got to move on. Yeah, absolutely. I would, but yeah. I don't the other know. Difficult I, I'm just thing on is, the outside looking in. Yeah. How about well, you? I was going to say the other difficult thing is we don't really know what we have in Jordan Love. First round draft pick, we've heard he has the talent to be a starter, like good starter in the league, but we haven't seen much. We've seen preseason. We've seen a couple games, but nothing consistent. Um, so it's hard to know if Rodgers goes, what do we have behind him? Yeah, I know. I think that um, my guess, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, He's in a really unique position where he's been sitting on the bench like that. Um, kind of Rodgers-esque, sitting behind Favre for years. Exactly. And and I like the fact that he's a different player than and Aaron is. He's got the legs. And um, I think I, Don't let Aaron maybe, maybe it's going to take a year or half a year. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's interesting. It's It's hard. Hard to know what would be best, but we have talent too. That's the frustrating part. Like we have more talent on the defense. I think a lot of the difficulties we see on defense are based on scheme from Joe Barry and, you know, playing soft zone at the wrong moments, things like that. But there's a lot of talent there. And we have young receivers with Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs who we haven't had a ton of great receivers come in since Devonte Adams. So there's talent there for the coming years to really build around something. It's not like it's a rebuild having to start from scratch because I think with Watson and dubs getting healthy, if we brought in another guy, that could be one of the best receiving cores we've had since, you know, you're looking at Jordy and Greg Jennings and them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, any other 
stats you want to cover? I saw, you know, Pat O'Donnell, our punter, he had uh, a 47.3 average. Oof. Um, his long was 55. By the way, you know, all the stories around like the trade deadline. And so we tried, they, they really like Darren Waller tight end for the Raiders. Who's a good receiver. Um, tried to get him as part of the Devonte Adams trade in the off season offered apparently a first round pick to get him before the trade deadline week after the trade deadline, he goes out for the year with an injury. Oh, it's like, oof, that would have been frustrating. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the NFL is, which, you know, not saying you would have necessarily had Glenville that happen said, in green Bay, but, um, the NFL stands for not for long. Yeah. That's for coaches on down. It's, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So honestly, my friend, I do not have, um, a game ball this week. No game ball. Do you? I got one. If you want, Are I you got ready? one. I mean, it's right. not like a shining star of a game ball. Obviously this is the guy, but I can give one out. This is a grass stain kind of money. I don't think we've given this guy a game ball ever before. And now it's time for the game ball. Chris Barnes at linebacker. Four stops, two against the run, and a sack on a scramble play that we talked about. You look good Super. all over. Um, Chris, thanks for being, thanks for listening. Yeah, th- thanks. Thanks, Chris. Um, I think he looked great in there with Devondre Campbell out, which is camp. Is Campbell's injury long term? Or are I we, they were, of... they were thinking he might be back this week. Okay. So not long term, probably. I don't think so. I, who, how do you know? How do you know? And I mean, we obviously have no injury report recording this on a Saturday yet. Um, And I mean, we gave away the game ball. Next thing is to talk about picks, but that's going to be a little odd this week because only one of our picks has happened yet. I know. That's kind of (laughs) crazy. We're going to have to like do extra, extra next week. We'll do it an extended pick recap next week. All right. Um, So let's do it. What we can. <laughs> All right. So the game that has happened, Mike is up plus four in the pick'em. We had Titans at what, what, Packers. Sorry, what, what, what did you say? I have bad short-term memory. I don't recall. Mike, uh, Mike is what? <laughs> Mike's plus four in the pick'em. <laughs> Used to be plus six, so don't get too excited. Um, Titans at Packers. We both believed in the Packers after an exciting win over the Cowboys, and we were both disappointed. So, just a little foreshadowing for this coming these coming games. The ones we differed on. There's two that we differed on. Bears at Falcons. I took the Bears for tomorrow. You took the Falcons, and then you took the Cowboys going to Minnesota against the Vikings. I took the Vikings. So those are the ones to watch for the pick'em tomorrow. I think I I I still go the same way. Yeah. 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 I would. Me too. So now we got a pick for uh coming up on week 11. That's right. And then we'll we'll and we run the... through a few of them next week or you know, two weeks of picks. 
So we have some Thanksgiving games. I put all the Thanksgiving games as primetime games on our pick'em. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I got to bring up on my end here. Sean's throwing me a curveball. So we are starting with the Buffalo Bills taking on the mighty fighting Dan Campbell's kitties in Detroit. We we mentioned this before the podcast started. It seems like the last few years, they have not been nice to the Lions on Thanksgiving. They're not giving them com- like, oh, this should be, uh, you know, coin Amazing. toss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of times it's the Cowboys going and playing and the Cowboys are a far superior team. But um, so it's Buffalo against Detroit. Yeah. Are you going to be surprised if I pick Buffalo? I also pick Buffalo. <laughs> I'd be surprised <laughs> if you picked the Lions. I'll tell you that. Um, the Buffalo game tomorrow, have you seen about that? That I think they're playing it in Detroit, aren't they? They are. Yep. They have six and a half feet of snow in Buffalo. <laughs> and it's still snowing. It's like the year before um, we moved to Minnesota, they had a Halloween snowstorm. And I think it was like two feet of snow. And and that was it. This is the start of winter. And then it went into like May. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, that's that's why you move here. So you you are froze for six months. <laughs> um all right. And then we have the 330 game on Thanksgiving. Giants going to Dallas to take on McCarthy's Cowboys. A little weird picking these games, not knowing what happens tomorrow. You know. Yeah, I know this is this is pretty virgin territory. Should we also uh, pick the next couple of weeks? <laughs> just get ahead of it. <laughs> just get it out of the way. <laughs> um, I'll pick the the boys. Picking the boys. All right, that's the way I was leaning, but you know what? I like the Giants. I don't think they have a superior roster to the Cowboys or anything, but they have come up big in big moments. And I think the middle game on Thanksgiving will be a big moment for Dable to, to rally his G men and get the win. I wonder how many people know that that's the head coach. Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. Q ball. They, the, yeah, the, um, it's really getting hard to follow sports because the, the, there's so many changes with players and coaches. Well, it seems like every year the NFL is more and more becoming like the NBA where so much happens in free agency. So many players move around. So like more trades ever this year than ever before. It is hard to keep track. It's like a new season. every It is a new season, but new teams every season. uh, Where players in college could just say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the portal. And I'm going to go over to this team. I'm going to leave you. I'm leaving this team to go to this team. It's like, that was unheard of before. That never happened. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, but anyway, so you got the Cowboys? You got the Cowboys. And you got the Cowboys? And I got the G-Men. Oh, cool. Okay. So that's one more for me. <laughs> and then, and we, then go we go the to the Patriots in Minnesota, taking on the Vikings. Thanksgiving night. Um, I got the bikes. 
I'll take the Patriots. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> who who are they? Oh yeah, they play Cowboys tomorrow. Vikings so that means have I Cowboys stay coming up. to them. Are you gonna stay for that game? I know you're coming over for Thanksgiving. Anyway. I was thinking of it. Um or planning on it, I should say. Uh, but we gotta be- at least play it live so you don't stay until midnight. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yes, that would be nice. But also, um, no class in the evening because of Thanksgiving Thursday. But also, I told my clients for my part-time job, mental health job, that I can't meet because of Thanksgiving, going to see family. So I'm off for the day. Uh, I work in a middle school, typically Fridays. They're not doing anything for uh, Thanksgiving. So I don't have anything Friday. So I can stay for the Laking. Oh, nice. Hey, we can make up your bunk bed if you need to stay over. Yeah. Do you want to sleep on top? I'll take the bottom (laughs) bunk. She gets the top bunk. I'll sleep on top. So if anything happens, I land on you. All right. No no rock in the bed. Middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I got the Patriots. You got the Vikings. And what's our next pick here? We got it. And then we we go to Bears at New York Jets. The future home of Aaron Rodgers. Bears at where what time is that? When what game that's, is that? That's that's a noon game, but that's an NFC North. Team. Okay. That's I scroll past the Bears at the Jets. I'm gonna go with the I know who I'm taking. I'm gonna go with Jets. I am also going Jets. I was leaning on the Bears, but I just can't trust them. Yeah. But Justin Fields is turning into kind of a a star. Yeah, he I is. don't I don't know what's happening there. Um, I do what's have the Bears on? beating the Falcons tomorrow, but I don't think they're going to beat the Jets. Okay. And then we go to big time prime time Sunday night football Packers take on. Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Nice work. (laughs) Uh, Eagles. Yeah. It just feels like our season fell apart, and now we have to have all these games in prime time where we just are not looking good. It's. (laughs) Are you picking Um, the Eagles too? Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles. I don't don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I'll pick the Packers. You're switching to the Packers? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Kind of like uh, how I got to like pound the drum. Ah, I picked the pack to beat the Cowboys. They did it. Maybe maybe that's what we do. We beat the NFC East. <laughs> the NFC right. East. You got pack. I got Eagles. I hope it's a fun game. You know, Sunday night football. I hope it's competitive. And then we move to Monday night final pick of the week. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Indianapolis Colts, the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. That's where I was going. Yeah. Who who defeated the Raiders? <laughs> How do you feel uh, as the Raiders coach after losing to Jeff Saturday? The Raiders are just a mess. They stink. Uh, I mean, from the owner on down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say much more for the Colts because of their owner is kind of a weirdo, but 
Um, he does have good taste in music, though. I got to give him that. Uh, I'm going to pick the Colts. Ooh. Saturday gets a second win. Ooh. I'm going to go probably. What, what's the Steelers' record? Don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Let me look. So you get you say Saturday gets a second win because we do have a game before then they play the Eagles. So you say Saturday loses to the Eagles, gets a second win against the Steelers. Okay, well, I see it's confusing because it is confusing. <laughs> so don't don't confuse me. Just go with what I said. Don't question me. Let's see. So Steelers recently beat the Saints, lost to the Eagles, lost to the Dolphins, beat the Bucks. I'll Which take the Steelers. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. Okay. I got Steelers, you got Colts. So we differ on a number of games, four games. That you we... might get ahead of me. Yeah, so you're up by four. By the time we do the next recap, we have six games that we differ on. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Mm. Mm. This is this is why people listen to the podcast. I know, they're the on the fun. edge of their seat. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> driving into oncoming traffic. They're so distracted. With the sun in their eyes. That's right. No headlights. Windshield wipers going. Well, all right, my friend. It's been a crazy year, but I'm still having fun. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, you know, this it's cyclical. Uh, we've been so fortunate for three decades to have good football mm -hmm. to tune into. Frustrated when they don't win. Um, so, you know, it, it just, this, this happens and I am not of the ilk that believes that we made a mistake with Jordan love. I think that this guy could be pretty darn good, mm -hmm. better than a lot of people think. Cause they haven't seen him. I mean, we, we've seen it work in the past. Not many teams get a franchise quarterback, hall of fame, franchise quarterback, followed by another hall of fame franchise quarterback, but we've seen it work with Rogers sitting on the bench behind Favre and kind of learning the craft. So maybe it's a formula that works. Well, that's what Green they Bay used is... to do in the NFL for how many years? It's not until relatively recently that you just throw the rookie quarterbacks in their trial by fire. Well, it's like everybody was pointing at like the Rams saying that they've just shown that this doesn't work anymore. You just need to go and get your player. Well, look at the Rams this year. They're yeah, worse they than the Packers. They are. <laughs> and that's saying so. something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. All right. It's been a fun one. We are four and seven. Hopefully, next time we talk, we have just upset the Eagles in prime time to move to five and seven. And give us a little bit of hope to make us hang on so they can stab us in the chest when they lose their next one because they're going to have to run the table. That's right. So until next time. Go! Pack. Go! <laughs> I don't know why you keep ending it that way. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!